Hi, my name is Kwasi Yabar. Hello, my name is Emilio Fabrizzi. Welcome to our Trainee Insights podcast series, home of discussions about life as a trainee or junior lawyer at Ropes and Gray London. This podcast is for anyone who has an interest in building a successful career at the firm's London office. We seek to provide you with insights into the culture of our firm and practical advice about how to excel as a trainee or make an application to Ropes and Gray London. We are kicking off this year's set of episodes with a fantastic discussion with uh, Chris Townsend. Chris is a counsel in the Asset Management Group and is highly regarded in the industry for his experience in the international structuring and formation of private funds. He is a strong advocate of training and personal development and plays a key part in helping trainees and juniors in the asset management team develop into effective, well-rounded lawyers. Chris, thank you once again for joining us today. How are things in your Doing very well. Thank you very much, guys. Great to uh, great to chat. Great. Sounds like uh, it's been a good start to 2022. Today is really an opportunity to get an insight into your career and interest, as well as your insights into the training and development of junior lawyers at Ropes and Gray. Chris, can you tell our audience a bit more about your work in private funds? What does it involve and how does it fit into the broader practice areas at Ropes and Gray? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've been a private fund lawyer for um, just over 10 years. Uh, it was my first seat actually as a trainee and I, I guess I never really looked back. Um, I, I really enjoy the role, uh, which I think mixes quite a number of different skills. So um, you need to develop uh, a solid understanding of a number of supporting practice areas around the fund formation and, uh, and kind of investor fundraising expertise so you need to be experienced in tax and, and regulatory law and have a have a broad understanding of those topics um, and I think one of the key skills is also a project management role uh, to ensure that you know clients have a very smooth fundraising process um, and that we are you know running that uh, as efficiently and effectively as possible. Yeah, so it sounds like it's obviously a, a very sort of well-rounded area and requires technical expertise in a lot of different different areas of law so it seems it can be complex at times so bear in mind sort of that complexity you know what really drew you to wanting to you know become a lawyer and especially one specializing in funds work particularly noting that you you almost made that decision as soon as your first seat yeah so i think i think what i i guess I, i've learned over time really and it's evolved fairly organically is that there are just many different ways that you can service and, and add value to clients uh, and People want very different things from their lawyers. So I think as a as a key principle, I've always been trying to establish exactly what the client is looking for and then to focus on delivering those elements as well as I possibly can. Uh, and, and I guess hopefully exceeding the client's expectations in that area. So one of one of my personal skills, I guess, which I think has helped me is just keeping momentum and pushing things forward. Uh, and I think there's a lot of value in that. So, you know, I guess that's that's kind of what drew me to wanting to specialize in funds work, because I feel like you can do a lot. That's one of the core requirements, I guess, of, of, of being a, a good funds lawyer, as well as the, the legal background and the expertise in in the law itself. Definitely, I would agree with that. And I think overall, for any junior lawyer trainee, um, being able to keep that momentum um, and push and, and stay on top of things is invaluable not only to the client but to those seniors who you're working with when you're when you're advising on 
on matters for them. So with that in mind, Chris, and, and sort of considering how you seek to add value to clients, you're known in the office for your ability to dive deeply into a topic um, and for working on all elements of your practice, even outside of the office. So how do you keep abreast of legal and commercial de developments in the world of funds? And what is your approach to constantly learning and developing? So what resources do you use? What are your strategies? Um, as we think that would really help help our listeners. So I think it's really challenging because obviously as part of our jobs, you know, we're reading day in, day out. We have a lot of documentation to manage, um, a lot of emails coming into inboxes and just generally tasks uh, to, to, to keep on top of, as you say. So I think probably as a junior lawyer, um, I spend a lot of time trying to read everything and especially across, you know, industry press, articles, and, you know, really trying to immerse myself in everything. And, and it just became too much, to be honest. I've now sort of been more selective, I guess. And I'm scheduling specific times in my diary to read read a few articles, um, you know, listen to kind of podcasts on other other sort of personal development issues and just try and try, try to kind of take more from, from less if that makes sense, because I think if you just, if there's too much, then you won't be able to retain all of that information and, and use it. So it's really just a question of filtering. Um, and I think that's hard as a junior lawyer to, to know what to filter, but hopefully, you know, with the training and with the tools that, um, you know, Ropes and Gray can provide to trainees and junior lawyers, we can, we can help you go start to filter and, and read the right things and just spend the right time doing that around what is also a very busy kind of day-to-day -day job. Yeah, and, and, and I think that, that ability to filter is, is definitely an essential skill and is one that I think mean, you probably develop throughout your career. Um, but I think Ropes and Gray is also the kind of place where, you know, you're, you're kind of almost assisted with that filtering process. I know, for example, that in the funds team, you've been running kind of training sessions to really kind of pinpoint the particular bits of technical know-how that, that you might need to know to develop as a, as a junior lawyer, which, you know, myself, for instance, I, you know, I found very useful. Um, and your knowledge, I think, really allows you to deliver a great service of clients and, and other parties involved in a difficult funds transaction. And you also build a great rapport with clients and other parties that might be involved, um, such as placement agents. How have you built and maintained relationships with these various stakeholders from the junior level to now? And have there been any changes in your approach as your career has developed? I think I wasn't really encouraged as a junior lawyer to, to, to go out and build relationships at that level. I was, I was really, I suppose, encouraged just to engage with clients and, and, and you know, obviously be pleasant and, and approachable, but I wasn't really encouraged to build a relationship with anyone within the client and I wasn't encouraged within to go out in the market and build relationships. And I think that's a shame really, because in retrospect, I feel like you can grow your relationship, at, you know, your network at any level. So from trainees all the way up to, to partner level. So my my advice, I suppose, and in, in how I, I'd like to take things forward is that people should just get out there and meet people um, as much as possible, whether that's at events or just by engaging with, with people at a similar level, level to you on social media, uh, such as, you know, on LinkedIn and things like that. And just 
you know, even even liking someone's post on LinkedIn or making a small comment on on their post if you if you know them, um, or sending them a message and saying if you know they might want to grab a coffee sometime. I, I think you'll be surprised about how many people will take you up on that. And over time, you you can build up a network of contacts outside of the firm. Um, those people will all obviously have their own careers and start moving around um, to different places, and 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 that kind of creates opportunities. Uh, which start to guess, you know, arise quite organically, really, but it just takes time. And I think what people underestimate is is, is that time it takes. And if you start early, then you, you obviously cut that down. And, and by the time you reach a, a sort of senior lawyer position, you can you can really have quite an effective network. I think the danger is that you reach, you know, eight, nine, ten years qualified and you haven't done any of that and you start then and you, you, you just don't have the time because... It's something which needs to happen gradually. Definitely, I think I think that's a very valid point about starting starting early in your career, and I think that's also something that's very good about ropes. They definitely encourage um, the trainees and, and junior lawyers to reach out. I mean, a few months ago, both myself and Quasi received business cards, um, and I think the firm definitely pushes us to make make those professional links and connections with counterparts at other firms and friends at law school um, as sort of starting those relationships early and developing that 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 stickiness um, will only make it stronger over time and then depending on your on your position you, you never know what that person may end up doing whether they stay in the law or, or perhaps go to um, for us say a PE house that then becomes a client so definitely uh, would agree it's an, it's important to start start early in your career. Um, much like many other practices at Ropes and Gray, the asset management team is clearly growing, uh, and I think it's a key part of Ropes and Gray's strategy, both in the London office um, and as well for the US. So, can you tell us, as a council and the team, a bit more about the department, its culture, and strategy moving forward? Asset management is is at the heart, I guess, of what you know, Ropes and Gray's platform has stood for and, and continues to stand for. And so the strategy really links in with, with that. And and in London, I guess we have the, the very exciting opportunity really to, to build a, a fantastic team within that platform. So, you know, we're, we're looking to attract, uh, you know, established GP fund managers and I guess an, ambitious first-time fund managers as well. And and help them raise significant pots of of capital to invest in 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 many different asset classes. So across private equity, credit, infrastructure, real estate, renewables, and um and I, and I guess from a cultural perspective, we feel that that will flow from from both the firm and and I guess the leaders of the London asset management team itself. And we're just focused on providing. All of the lawyers that work in the team and the support staff um, with an engaging and enjoyable place to learn and use all of our individual skills, which will differ from person to person, but just to provide clients with the best possible service and advice they need, you know, within that top tier platform. So it, it's it's really a, a full service um, within that kind of asset management um, sector. And it's just really exciting, I think. Yeah, it definitely, definitely sounds like an exciting period. And, and as soon as you've joined the team, at kind of a, an exciting time. Um, and I think that was sort of 
earlier last year. So can you just tell us a little bit about how your experience has been so far and what makes the firm stand out as a whole, kind of from your perspective, based on your past experiences as well? My experience so far has been that Ropes has a really a fantastically balanced approach, I guess, to how it operates. So it seems to me that, you know, conversely to lots of other, you know, large US law firms, that Ropes places a, a great deal of importance on on all of the different aspects of people's working lives. Um, so we have the, uh, with an overall aim, I guess, of providing first-class legal service to clients, um, but from people that are very well-rounded, diverse, and, and I guess most importantly, I think, you know, happy and, and enjoying their jobs. At least that's the, the core aim here in London. I would agree with that point. I think Ropes and Gray as an office, as someone who's been here as a paralegal and a trainee, um, generally is a place where people are are nice and happy and it's got a good collegiate feel. Um, I think irrespective of your of your department, we recognise that we're we're one firm, we are we are one team. Um and just because you you may qualify into a department or, you know, you you work in a particular department doesn't isolate you from liaising with with others and and, and connecting with colleagues um, in other teams. Uh, So definitely Ropes and Gray is a a fantastic place to be at Um, and full of incredibly diverse and, and, and different people such as yourself, which is why before we let you leave um, today, we like to give our audiences a holistic view about Ropes and Gray and its people. Uh, so we know that you're someone who enjoys listening to inspiring and motivational podcasts and interviews, like the Trainee Insights podcast, of course. Uh, so what are you listening to at the moment? And do you have any motivational insights and takeaways to share with our audience today? Yeah, so I, I um, yeah, I do listen to a, 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 as many podcasts as I possibly can around all the other stuff that's going on. Um, I guess what, what, um, one that I've taken probably the most from, I would say, over the last year or so, is, is a podcast called the High Performance Podcast, um, and they just they've just released a book as well on uh, around the podcast. You guys may have, may have heard of it. So, you know, basically on this on this podcast, initially it was mostly sports people, but they branched out and now they're taking kind of business people, musicians, uh, athletes, you know, other other areas um, where they view. There could be kind of high performance elements to that person's role, and I think the, the episodes are around sort of an hour and a half, two hours long. So it's a it's a really in depth interview that you don't really get in other places, um, and they're not really focused on you know the achievements of that person. They're really focused on how that person um, sort of worked towards those achievements and what processes they went through. Um, so I find those those really interesting. I think there's lots of things that you can apply to to any job really, um, and I guess good good life lessons in general are outside of your job uh, around kind of parenting and other things. So, um, you know, as an example, you know, one thing that I've taken away is you, you're trying to figure out I guess what your kind of infinite purpose is, like what, why are you doing what you're doing, why are you why are you following this path in your life, and what what's the the ultimate goal and what are you seeking to achieve and how are you using your time and and then around that what what are your what are your non-negotiables like what what things are you not willing to budge on um 
And so I guess a couple of takeaways I've had from that are, are just things like, you know, communication and, and people talk about this all the time, but communication is definitely paramount up and down organizations, you know, integrity, you should always act with the integrity. Um, most, most problems revolve around people management and, and, and trying to get the best out of the people that you're working with. Um, and having clear goals that, that everyone's working towards. Um, I guess the other one, which is really important for, for us as lawyers, we, you know, we're incredibly lucky to be doing the jobs that we do and we should be, we should be grateful of, of that comparatively to the, the challenges that others face. And so that's something to always bear in mind at the end of a tough day that we're actually very lucky and there's probably people out there, you know, in much worse positions than us. Um, and I guess the other thing, which is, is one I think it's good to take away for junior lawyers, which is, you know, we all we all uh, want to work hard, but we should also be trying to work smart. So it's not all about, you know, the hours you put in. It's also about how you spend that time and making sure that you're as efficient as possible with that time and, and spending time well so that, you know, it's not just about the hours. Um, and also just keep learning. You know, everyone should be learning. I'm still learning. And I, I, you know, hope to be continuing to learning until until I'm no longer uh, part of this world. So uh, that, that that's I think some of the key messages that I've taken away just from from that podcast, but I guess more generally. Thanks for that, Chris. No, that's that's very positive and and also very inspiring. And I think you're right. Uh, there are principles of success that apply no matter what your field might be. Um, and I think performance is definitely one of those things that is worthwhile researching and looking into and. And you do find that principles like, you know, being grateful or, or integrity do apply in the, in the law firm context, like, you know, letting someone know in advance that that piece of work might take a bit more time than you expect. It, it sounds like something small, but can have a profound impact on the, on the whole transaction process. Um, so it's definitely a field that I'm interested in myself. And I think, you know, books like Three Laws of Performance or, or Ray Dalio's Principles, you know, all point to kind of those kind of very similar kind of themes. So um, the, the High Performance Podcast is definitely one that, I'll, uh, I'll be checking out. So yeah, thanks for that. Thank you to Chris uh, and thank you to our to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed the discussion today. For more information about Ropes and Gray in London, including career opportunities, please visit www.ropesgrayrecruiting.com forward slash UK. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Ropes Gray Grads. And feel free to get in touch with us via those social media handles if you have any questions or thoughts for future episodes. You can also subscribe to this series wherever you typically listen to podcasts, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We hope you can join us on our next episode where we'll be talking to other inspirational figures at Ropes and Gray and providing you with insights into the firm's culture, how you can succeed as a trainee or junior lawyer. In the meantime, take care and thanks again for listening.